Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott. That's Dave. This way. <laughs> and here we are for um, our review today, uh, wrapping up HP Lovecraft series with uh, Bride of the Reanimator. But before we get into that movie, uh, what you've been reading or watching? Anything good? Uh, yeah, I've been watching a couple of shows, but the thing that I'm reading now is a book written by a guy named Steve Perry, and it's called Shadows of the Empire. Wow, he had quite a career after Journey, didn't he? Yeah, right? Don't stop believing. Yeah. Um, oh, Sherry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's the book that takes place between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. I've read the book before, um, and what they did, what Lucasfilms did back in the day, is they basically released a movie without releasing the movie. They released the book. They released the soundtrack, which is probably one of the better soundtracks in the Star Wars series. And they released toys. They released, I think they released plushies. Everything that you could release in conjunction with a motion picture, they released. The only thing they didn't do was the movie. That's I had no idea. That's actually really cool. It's a really it's a really good book. Uh, they give you the character of Vader. You get into Vader's head a little bit more, like what he's thinking, which is mm. very strange. If when you read Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and Jedi, you don't really get that. But when Steve Perry writes this, you get a little bit of what's going on inside of Vader's head and how what he thinks of the Emperor. And good ideas, bad ideas, you know, what he's trying to uh, happen with Luke, what he's trying to bring about with Luke. Um, and you have to remember, he doesn't know about Leia yet. So things happen in the book where you're like, ah, oh, dude, that's Leia. And he doesn't know. So right. it's, it's very interesting. But what I was thinking about this book, Shadows of the Empire, is... I would like to see them do on Disney Plus this. They got the technology. Of course. You got Mark Hamill's son. You got Carrie Fisher's daughter. You got the guy who looks like Chewbacca. And you got mm -hmm. the guy who played Lando Calrissian. Yeah. There's your cast right there. Because you don't have to worry about uh, casting Han Solo's character because... He's frozen in carbonite. You're done. You're you're there. That guy who's played the emperor is still alive. Yeah. Anybody can dress up like Darth Vader, and you as long as you get a good guy who can mime things like a mm -hmm. good mimic, you can have James Earl Jones do the voice. Still, well, I mean, just like because David Prowse uh, yes. had put the suit on for yeah. For and time. I'm just sitting here thinking, why, why on God's green earth? Or maybe it has been getting kicked around. I don't know. But I'm I'm just... I would like to see it. I I would go back into Disney+, Plus, buy a month's worth, and watch that series if they did it. If they decided to do like a four or five part uh, series of this. Because it's, it's that good. It, yeah. It's that good. For me, it's that good of a book. I'm almost done with it. Very the second cool. reading. There's so much stuff that I forgot about. But yeah, that's what I've been reading lately. I've started some other books on writing and drawing and computer stuff, but mm -hmm. that's all techno babble stuff. <laughs> How about you? What have you been doing? What have you been um, reading, watching? 
Uh, last night I watched the third Conjuring movie. Um, oh, really? Subtitled "The Devil Made Me Do It." Uh, it's an interesting take. Um, if are you familiar with the Conjuring movies at all? I've I've heard of them. I'm not really familiar. It's funny because Kat was talking about them today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's seen any of them or she knows anything about them, but. I know she was watching them going, wow, they got that many already? I'm like, Yeah, well, they have quite a universe, but um, the three main movies, um, Conjuring 1, 2, and 3, they all are from case files from the two demonologists that were husband and wife, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, they are huh. both now since passed recently. Um, and I used to watch so many paranormal shows on cable and with psychics and ghosts and stuff like that and Lorraine would who's a demonologist would often be a guest sometimes for possession cases and stuff so these are real people these are real people okay so the Conjuring movies are based on true accounts from actual demonologists oh no shit um, they were involved in, they investigated after the fact, the Amityville house. Um, mm-hmm. But they, uh, all these movies are based on their cases right. uh, with all the documentation. And what's cool, after every movie, they start showing you um, pictures of right. the cast as the actual people, the things oh, that no were going kidding. on, newspaper clippings and stuff like that. And this latest Conjuring doesn't really follow the haunted house motif as the first two, but more uh-huh. as... Uh, follows a guy named arnie johnson who was the first person to um he was really good in laughing yeah (laughs) he was put on trial for murder and his defense was not guilty by reason of demonic possession Uh uh-huh that was the first time demonic possession had ever been used it is i did some reading it got thrown out but they never touched that in the movie right but the movie basically focused on Ed and Lorraine trying uh-huh. to prove that this guy was possessed and he ended up getting off of manslaughter. Um, it's, it's interesting. So it's a, uh, it's a good movie. It's, it's creepy as fuck. Cause it starts off with the exorcism of an eight year old boy. Um, and it's, it's wicked. Wow. It's wicked. Uh, I love, I love them. Uh, I am a firm believer in the afterlife and, and right. all of that. So um, I dig this kind of thing. So it's a, uh, a good watch and i like hbo for kicking this stuff out and i didn't have to go to the theater <laughs> right right you know what i i went back and i was gonna re-watch uh godzilla versus king kong but they got it right. off it's already i guess they have it in the theater now yeah so i don't know when they're gonna bring it back on but i was like I'm soon just in the mood not to think and watch something and i was like it's oh. already gone <laughs> i started watching an old godzilla movie we got to watch some godzilla movies we do we HBO absolutely max do. has got a bunch of those yeah, and we can do put, that. Okay, now say what you were saying right before we went on about Zack Snyder's verse. Um, about AT and T. Yeah, I was uh, reading, and I don't know if this is all hearsay or just rumors have it that. Well, I mean, it's it's true that AT and T is selling off HBO to Discovery. So you know, the people that bring us. Um, my 600 pound life is now going to be in charge of <laughs> DC. <laughs> so, <laughs> my 600 pound Superman. Yeah. So anyway, oh, Wonder Woman's gained weight, <laughs> but, uh, but she's on a diet. Look, I love trash TV. So Dis- discovery plus is one of my favorite channels because I get all the reality 
competitions that I love to watch, like uh, Forged in Fire. I love watching the blacksmith competition. I love Forged in Fire. Which is really cool. But that's not trash TV. Trash no. TV is <laughs> Yeah, I don't trash watch that. Like I don't watch that. Pound life. No. Uh, Although that is interesting. Teenage, teenage Mom or whatever the fuck yeah. that one thing is. That's trash TV. That's, you don't want some honey boo-boo? can't watch it. <laughs> the only reason I knew even know that kid exists is because she was splattered all over everything for a while. Yeah. And I'm like, that poor kid yeah. is, she's yeah. never, you know, no matter how old she gets, everybody's going to, don't even get me started. Yeah. Just anyway. Parenting all the way around. <laughs> Back to what I, with the whole thing with that yeah. deal is it looks like they, um, the rumor has it that the execs at discovery are very happy with Zack Snyder and how well his movie is done. And they're going to be pursuing the Snyderverse. Oh, that would be great. And I hope I, that rumor's true because I want to. I, I want to see more dark side. I really absolutely. Do. I think we all do, and I want more Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. yeah. I had also seen, and I wish I should have written down where I saw this because take it with a grain grain of salt, folks. I'm just reading stuff off the internet. It could be completely fake, uh, but they were not happy with the direction of the new Batman movie. I've heard that from four different. Uh, things I, I watch a lot of YouTube stuff about yeah. comics and 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 comic book movies and stuff like that and how people are reacting the general public and most of these guys are are just comic book geeks they they they, they look at the roots of stuff and there's been three different guys that I watched and two girls that I watch I say girls but they're women they're young ladies um, that have reported the exact same thing, all in slightly different ways, but it all boils down to they do not like sparkly Batman. Shocking! Shocking. <laughs> and there's going, they're going back for a lot of reshoots, and I'm just like, oh, Lord. Like, when you hired this guy, nobody thought this is the worst choice for Batman? Yeah. Unless you were going to go 1966 Batman with, the, with him... That's the only way I could see him being played is, you know, the old series, television, yeah. nah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, God. And, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> I would have been OK with that, knowing knowing now that they've kept their universe separate. Like mm -hmm. every television series is in its own Earth 1, Earth 2, Earth 3, right. Earth 35. You know, they're they're doing old school stuff. My problem is they never came out and said that. They never came out and went, hey, look, we're doing a universe, but every movie is going to be separate. Every series is going to be separate. It's just easier to write good stories. Don't look for coherence between any of the shows. Just look for good stories. They never said that. They, they yeah. just kept throwing stuff out there. and Everybody's trying to figure out how does it, how does it all work together. Right. They need to just come out with a new snippet and say, look, this is, this is what we're doing. Zack Snyder's verse is an Elseworld story. It's it's yeah. happening somewhere else. It's happening in a completely different universe. That's why Superman killed that guy. Yeah. You know the 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 good Michael Keaton Batman is in a different universe. <laughs> the good Ben Affleck Batman happens to be in the same universe as the bad Superman. And see, now, that's where that's where it gets so damn confusing because if you watched any of the the TV series, Arrow, mm -hmm. Flash, Batwoman, Supergirl, um, they all 
had the Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline and right. smashed everything into one, destroyed all the universes. And now yeah. it's like, oh, now I'm so confused. Where are we going with this? DC has had a problem with this for a while. DC had a problem with that when they did the comic book like that. They did a, the comic book series Crisis on Infinite Earth, which they were what they were trying to do was fix all their continuity problems. Right. Instead of just coming out and going, okay, we're going to do this one story, and this story is separate from everything else, and you know, blah blah blah, like I just said. Right. They they tried to fix their universe, tried to make everything one universe, so all their stories were coherent. And then within five years, they started splintering their universe again. And it's yeah. like, why did you guys even bother doing this other thing? It's if you if you knew you weren't going to keep it. But that's me. I, I'm not yeah. the guy running it. I I think I would have. I don't know. I'd probably sit down with guys like uh, like Graham Nolan and and Chuck Dixon. I'd get these guys in and go, okay, how how can we, you know, even Chris Claremont, as, as much as he he like drags out a storyline so much, at least he's a good writer. He can tell a good right. story. Yeah, drag these guys back in and go, okay, I'm getting rid of all these people who don't know how to write a comic book and are doing everything for political reasons or whatever weird mm -hmm. reason they have. I just want good stories. Go. Pitch me your four best stories that you have right now. I'm going to pick one from every one of you and start there. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to yeah. start somewhere, right? I would just stop everything that's being put produced right now and say, look, I'm never finishing this story. You guys are horrible story writers. Yeah. <laughs> We're just not finishing your stories. We're ending your contracts. You're gone. You're never going to come back. Yeah. But that's me. That That's, you know, just go get some good story writers. Get the guys who know what they're doing. And they don't. No. no. So it could be some good shakeup at HBO with I DC. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. It needs it. It needs it. They were starting to feel like uh, Disney and Kathleen Kennedy. And I yep. was like, what it's in the important. hell are y'all doing? I'm, I'm so. hoping they shake up DC. Because DC yeah. has gone so far woke. And you know what? I don't mind being a little politically correct. I, you know, I get it. But well, your politics are always in there. I mean, hell, every, yeah, yeah, we, we, we've, we've talked about, about this, yeah. but I mean, even if you just look at, holy crap, I'm, I'm going to try and keep this on the rails here, but uh, we go, we go to the X-Men. Uh, they always represented yeah. uh, racism and civil rights. Right. Um, and, but they and did it the, in a very entertaining way. They did not do it swinging a hammer right they did it in a creative way um all of these heroes all represented something and you never had to be hit over the head uh one of my favorite x-men stories is god loves man kills and it's very mm -hmm. obvious about racism and mm -hmm. civil rights uh in the u.s but it's still you know the sentinels represent whatever they did and stuff like that so it's, it's creative writing that when you read right. it or you watch it you're left like you know what? I can be a better person, or that's really hey. fucked up how we treat people. Instead of talking to me like I'm two years old, and yeah. that's I, th I find I get insulted when I see something that has to be delivered with a hammer. What once like I think I've said this before. Once somebody tells me I have to think a certain way, I'm not thinking that way. I'm just oh no I, no. I will them. deliberately go out of my way to offend you at that point. If you tell me I have to accept you. For whatever stupid reason, and if not, you're this or that or the other. Guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of my way to yeah. make you cry, <laughs> make your life miserable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At that point, you've just pushed it too far. Instead of just going, 
hey, I'm a nice guy, you know, I'm going to do nice things, or I'm a nice woman, I'm going to do nice things, and I'm going to try to be a decent person, you know, yeah. then I'll treat you decently. Don't don't come at me and say, yeah. because I'm this or because I'm that, you have to treat me away. Eh, whatever. And but further yeah, proof it, to our audience that us Gen Xers don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over 40, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the, the, it's, it's nice to hear and I don't know if you're going to edit any of this out or not, but it's nice to hear that, that somebody might go into one of these major corporations and say, hey, 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 enough is enough. Let's get back on track with telling good stories. Yes, I got to hope Nick so. Snyder was telling a good story. I, yes. want to, I want to see the end of that story. Yes. I want to see Dark Side. I want to see bad Superman fighting good Batman, fighting yes. you know, the crazy Joker who's oh my God, yeah. up with Batman. What is that about? But uh, I want to see it. I want to see it. Right. I want to see that. I want to see that. I have because I have to give Jared Leto props in that. It's like you know, there is the Joker, and that tells me that yes. it was all the director, not yep. him. Yep. That a lot of that was probably. This is what I want you to do. So what does he do as an actor? He tries to stay in the bounds of what the director wants. Yeah. Yeah. Not, That's his job. You know, it just gets <laughs> aggravating for everybody. But yeah, like when he did that Joker, I was just like, holy, that is a creepy Joker. Oh, that yeah. is a creepy Joker. He made it his Joker own. That I and... wanted to see. Yes. You yes. know? Absolutely. It, it, crazy. Just totally insane. So, with that being said, um, let's get to our movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, one of the things that happened today at work is like I was approached by a coworker. Hey, I listened to your podcast um, that you just released. You guys no. swear a lot. <laughs> no, um, we just so everybody knows, we run about six weeks behind on everything uh -huh. we record. Anyhow, a coworker approached me and said, "Hey, I just listened to your podcast on House of a Thousand Cats," um, and she said, "I'm listening, I'm listening," and then bam, we talk about wrestling. <laughs> and I said, well, "There just really wasn't much to talk about on that horrible ass movie, so we filled it in a little bit." <laughs> we filled it a lot of. It's funny because because the wife was watching it with me, and she just looked over at one point. And she goes, "I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something to the effect of, what, what, what do you, weren't you guys just talking about a movie? <laughs> what, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you wrestling?" And then yeah. Like that was a horrible movie. I don't know what to tell you. It was just a horrible. Yeah. There was nothing, nothing left to talk about. So, on to something that was obviously much better. Um, we wrap up H.P. Lovecraft's uh, series of movies that we've been watching with Bride of the Reanimator, and um, I'm curious to see what you thought of this one. We are we are finally now with our chit chat and chatter, which we love to do. Which we, yeah. we, you know what, we could probably do an entire podcast without a freaking movie review and just BS and then go see you later, folks. <laughs> We could, and if you'd like to hear that, drop us a line. <laughs> so we don't we'll stop doing movies. We'll just talk. We don't have to waste time watching a movie. Uh, it's it's not as good. I think you texted me and said it wasn't yeah. quite as good as the first one, and I would yeah. have to say I agree with that. Um, 
It was funnier in some parts. The guy's got the bat wings. Oh, my God, Dr. Hill. I couldn't wait to hear what you had to say about the now, the head is back. And this time I he's got bat wings. You. I always texted you, but I saw that head hit the table and the bat. And I was just like, oh, my God, they're going to graft the bat wings to this guy's head. Oh, oh the, the, uh, the mortician's name was Graves, Dr. Graves. You know, I, just, I cannot believe I missed that. <laughs> oh, God, that was so funny. Uh, what else? Oh, oh. here's my biggest problem. Of all the things that I have a problem with in this movie. <laughs> my biggest problem is when they're building the Bride of Frankenstein. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, she played that part really good. Whoever that actress was that was playing that part. She, had she did it great. He did a good job. Uh, I'll have to admit that's probably the best acting in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but uh, I'm sitting there thinking you have these two geniuses that have figured out how to reanimate life. And really that lady, other than being kind of needy as far as like clingy to the one doctor, um, what she had her shit. She basically had her head and shit wired together, right? Um, these guys are super geniuses. I thought when they were putting that cloth across her neck, I thought that was going to be like a skin graft, and it was going to. Be I did too. We're just going to see like, and I thought they were going to lay skin all over her, and, she and we'd just, see it grafting in, yeah, like yeah. graft on, and then all of a sudden she'd be like up and be, be like perfect, like because that's what you're supposed to be trying to create is not just life, but the perfect life. And this poor. Woman has got like metal shards sticking out of her. Oh hell, they had built an, a metal skeleton. Yes, and I'm like, you guys are super geniuses. Did you help a sister out, man? Give her some skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was strange. Get on her, and you know, would have been. And then I would have went, oh, okay. Not only did they figure out how to bring somebody back to life, but they know how to heal all the wounds and everything now too so yeah. the next movie would be like something even more phenomenal how great would that be which they do have a third movie yes uh, yes they do we're gonna have to watch that because i have to see how dr west gets out of the collapsed <laughs> mausoleum i know i want to see if the head's still around you know it is that is great if when that came flying out of the box i about fell onto the floor <laughs> I want to, I like how whenever the door gets knocked on, he just throws on his military belt and he's got a forty-five. What the hell? The first time the guys had a gun through the entire yeah. series. But uh, Jeffrey Coombs, man, he plays a maniacal guy really good, and I like he's crazy. How he's just putting stuff together and animating it to see what it'll do. And that's that brings to a very funny early scene where he takes some fingers and an eyeball and puts it all together and it starts running around the house when the police show up. Now oh that so that cop oh, that was that was hysterical. For his the his eye. dead wife to be yes. reanimated. And obviously he had cheated on her, and she's that's the one thing she remembered. Not just cheated on her, but he killed her. He's the one yeah, who beat her. That was it. That was it. Killed her. That was it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah he yeah. beat her or whatever. So yeah. I like how Jeffrey Coombs is like, Oh, really? That was your wife? Well, your wife had multiple contusions around her. Yeah, head. that was it. That was she it. Was yeah. Jeffrey Coombs. She remembered that. <laughs> she remembered who that guy was. But she didn't like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh what else happened? I want to know. In both of these movies, 
the the good looking young doctor guy <laughs> just keeps getting suckered. Man, right yeah. Um, both women, well, all three women, because it was the original woman in the first movie, mm-hmm. then the Italian or Hispanic girl that was in the second movie, uh, plus the big bride of Frankenstein yeah. woman. Um, all all these women just they hang around, like. All hell's breaking loose. The one girl in this movie sees like the weird shit like crawling around and flopping in the dead bodies of the zombies. And she knows the guy that she's interested in has got something to do with it and is probably to blame for it as much as crazy Jeffrey Coombs character yeah. is. I'd be, uh, no, I'd be gone. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like, I don't give a damn how good looking you are. I'm out of here. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, and, the the my god it, again coombs kills somebody reanimates them <laughs> they go fucking crazy they kill her dog so he's like looking at he's got this dead dog and he's like uh, <laughs> let me put a hand on it so the dog's walking around <sighs> look at jeffrey coombs face is perfect when he's looking at the dog he looks over at the arm he's just like <laughs> you know where it's going he was building all kinds of things. And that brings me to well, probably my favorite scene in the movie is when they look inside the mausoleum. Okay, so they, Coombs, well, Dr. West and Kane have a house now at a cemetery. They built, bought an old mortuary because it was convenient. There's body parts. There's, I mean, we, can we get any more Dr. Frankenstein than this? Right. Um, so, uh it, their basement is right next shares a wall with a mausoleum. So when that finally opens up and you see inside and you see his menagerie of creatures, I died laughing because there's the cutest little white kitten up there just smiling along. And then, then there's all these weird, fantastical beasts. But there's that white kitten. It's like, what? I missed the white kitten. Where were the yes. It just, it's almost like the kitten smiling because they're all animatronics there. <laughs> I missed it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's funny. The, I think the the best one was the two faced girl. Oh, that was freaky. <laughs> that was really creepy, but it was a really good effect because the lady's looking and she turns around and she's got another head on the back of her yeah. and an entire body, like he's grafted two bodies somehow. It yes. was that was a good special effect. That was a good uh good in camera special Yeah, they effect. did a lot of great again, great practical effects in this. Um it is over the top. It is I mean <laughs> yeah. it's it, it's one of those that is so silly. It's not, it's not the, the effects are not disturbing. I did have to laugh at when they realized they were witnessing tissue, uh, um, degeneration or, or yeah. Uh, rejection, rejection. Yeah. <laughs> Donor rejection or whatever the parts yeah. were rejecting. And so literally the bride falls apart. Just <laughs> Yeah. 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 There was a plot to this movie. I missed it, quite honestly. Um, it was basically just these two guys trying to reanimate people. They found the heart of his old dead girlfriend. Yeah, how that was even still in one piece. Well, they said that all the stuff that was in that... That's right, didn't didn't deteriorate. Yeah. It was deteriorating. Like, you didn't have to freeze it or anything. It just wasn't dying. Yeah. It wasn't alive either, but it wasn't going anywhere. Um, the, the one mortuary guy, the Graves guy... I've seen him in so much stuff. Yes. And the minute I saw him come out of the uh, the freezer or the, the cooler, I was like, 
I know this guy. This is going to be good. Whatever this guy's doing is going to be funny and just so stupid. And of course, it was. It was. Sitting there having a conversation with the one guy, the head. Just oh, yeah, Dr. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> he calls the young guy in. Talk, talk to him, talk to him. And the guy, the, the head just keeps its eyes closed and mouth shut. He leaves, and then the eye opens up, and he starts yelling at him. I almost texted you, like, what is with people taking orders from heads? What? I know, well, here's the thing. In this, one, in this one, again, Dr. Hill is using telepathy to control <laughs> the minions of the dead that he's never seen. Um, pretty wild. Uh, we you know, you, down to the basement and throwing it in the fire. <laughs> you, you talk about the orderly that came in, and I had to do a double take. I couldn't find his name, but I thought, my God, that looked like Jeff Conway. I thought Kanicki was in this movie. <laughs> it did look <laughs> like Kanicki, didn't it? But it wasn't him. But that, that guy's no. a character actor, and I have yeah. no idea who he is. I've seen him in other stuff. Yeah, I, I couldn't find him in the credits, but I was like, wait a minute. That looks like yeah. Kanicki. <laughs> like you get a hickey from Kanicki. It's like a Hallmark yeah. card. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, um, this is not a bad movie. It's it's a fun movie. It was <laughs> made to movie. just <laughs> no. It was just made to show off some special effects, continue yeah. the story, and have fun. It was yeah. it was mindless and it was enjoyable. Um, yeah. But it was not at the level of the first one. So, but it was it was uh, neat to see it continue. I want to know how they were allowed back on Miskatonic uh, University into the yeah. hospital. It's like, who the hell, who is making those decisions? Who is making those HR decisions at Miskatonic Hospital and <sighs> College University? <laughs> that that college is fucked up. <laughs> Why would, uh, no yeah. son, no daughter, you're not going to Miskatonic. It's just not going to happen. I don't care that they give you a full scholarship. You're just yeah. simply yeah. not going. <laughs> It will change you forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you may have to sell your soul to Chithulu. Yeah. Wow. But. <laughs> H.P. Lovecraft was insane. I don't care. I've said it every well, day. Well, he was. He was. Art. And it's... Uh... It insane. What's funny is if you met the guy and you found out he was like a gardener and really sweet and nice. And kind yeah, from what I understand, he was he was a nutcase and an asshole. Oh, but, I'm sure uh, he was. I, I'm just just by the stuff that we've seen. Yeah, he had to be crazy. He yeah, had to be completely batshit crazy. Yeah. And you know, I I like the idea um, of of this this whole reanimator thing, but it was honestly uh, just let's do it again. Let's yeah. do what we just did, and let's do it again. And we got a little bit bigger budget. It it it'll sell, and that was it. I mean, it's over the top. Yeah, it's, it's over the top. Yeah, yeah. This is driving driving stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It, um, and I don't think it um, holds up as well as the first one. It no. ha it has a place. Um, I'm not sure where that is, but. Uh, I do recommend if you enjoyed the first one, this is definitely worth a watch. Uh, just uh, if you liked the humor in the first one and you just want to see some pretty decent practical effects for the time. I mean, they were great for the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, it's very well done. Very well done. Well shot. It's not the best acted movie. Um, no. Like I said, I think the, the Frankenstein's monster's wife chick was probably the best actress. In the, I think you're probably right. The whole thing. Everybody else just kind of walked down and was like, wait, I have lines? 
Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> and and uh, Coombs doing his best Herbert West again. Oh, my God. Coombs. <laughs> which, is such, which is a neat character. Coombs playing a crazy guy. He He's just a great crazy guy. Yeah. He you see it. You feel it. He sells guy. it. Yeah. He, he it's, very well. I'd completely actually, believable. I would actually like to see him play a detective, like a regular street level detective, mm-hmm. and just show him like not taking any guff from anybody. Yeah. Like, like one of those cops that were back in the old 70s where some, some gangster hood would say something to him and the cop would just rough him up. I'd like to see Coombs do something like yeah. that. Just street level ass kicking stuff. Yeah. Even though you know he probably couldn't do it in real life, it would be fun to see him just go it crazy. Would. It would. It's nice to see somebody jump out of their type. But he yeah. knows his type and he plays it well. He does. He does a really good job. He does. Thoroughly so what's your... I've seen him in. Yeah. So what's your final thoughts on... I, I liked it. It was, It's not a great movie like we were saying. Yeah. Um, it's worth a watch. If you like the first one, it's definitely worth a watch to see this one. I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. Yeah. I do want to go see... I want us to eventually see the third one. It's... Um, Beyond? The name of, Beyond Reanimator. And yeah. it's, he's, he's in prison doing tests on rats and stuff or whatever. Yeah. It's but, uh, on Tubi. Like, yeah, it is on Tubi. Tubi's a great channel. To give. Yeah, uh, it is. Can't, can't even get enough of this channel. Like big time wrestling and yeah, Reanimator. What you hear that Tubi? Pay us. We'll, yeah. we'll sing your praise. Uh, <laughs> We're doing it for free now. Damn, yeah, we should learn. Uh, right. But yeah, if you like Jeffrey Coombs, if you're a Jeffrey Coombs fan, definitely watch it. It's 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 fun. He's he's fun in this. Um, that brings me to um, we've we've talked about it, um, and I would like to continue Jeffrey Coombs, and maybe we could uh, roll right into the Frighteners. Ooh, Frighteners! Uh, before we do Frighteners, though, I would like to see uh, what the hell was that? Mon- Not Bride of the Monster. Is it Bride of the Monster? Oh, the the one. Yes. Yes, so yes, we will definitely jump back into some 50s sci-fi. I just um, want to do that one before. Yes, I we absolutely them. have to do it. I know which one. Um, we, will, we will look that up. Uh, something with a gorilla in space. And, it is. Uh, it's Robot of. Monster. Robot Monster. Yes, we will definitely be doing that next week. <laughs> and Robot then we'll, we'll jump into some Peter Jackson uh films with uh oh, yeah. starting with the frighteners the frighteners and no love the frighteners. no puppets i promise you no, no, meet, no meet the feebles. puppets please no. the the no. warbles the the wibbles the the, the, I, 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 the feebles or something feebles like oh god folks just don't <laughs> just don't i felt dirty for three days that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, before we go, you had uh, mentioned somebody you work with that runs a podcast. Uh, yeah, a uh, fellow that I work with run, uh, runs a podcast with his friend. It's called Bruise and Biceps. We'll try to remember to put the link down below. <laughs> um, speaking of the link down below, hit like, hit uh, save, hit join, hit something else good. Write us a review. Uh, just join us. We're, we're fun. We're, we're easy to get along with. A guy that I work with does a uh, podcast and a show here on, on YouTube um, called Bruise and Biceps. 
he does a lot of independent breweries and stuff like that. He started it, I think, in Indiana. He's come up to or down to Pensacola. He's done a couple, I think, in Milton. I want to say there's at least one he's done in Milton. And he just talks about like beers and hops and, and different aspects of independent brewery. And it was very interesting. I, I actually I watched a few of his episodes so far. I want to watch the rest of them. And it's interesting. I, I actually learned what IPA stands for. I didn't know. It's it's uh, it's Indian Pale Ale. I had no idea. I thought IPA stood for Independent Pub something. Association or something. So what's the what's the biceps part of the podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I thought I think, we were going to get uh, brews and... I think he does that every once in a while. I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that again because that was quite embarrassing with my little yeah. noodle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ow, it down. I hurt my arm. Uh, you know, uh, I'm getting old. Get uh, on my lawn. <laughs> but, but it's pretty good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so okay, I, I cool. ask this on to anyone else. And if anyone's listening, go ahead and hit the like button. Hit the join button for us follow and if you can share us go ahead and share us about with all of your friends yeah, please do um but we're if you're enjoying what you're seeing we enjoy doing it um i hope it shows i, I think it does <laughs> even when even when i'm not swearing like a sailor on leave I, I i hope you're enjoying the show scott what do you got anything Got nothing. Just thanks for being there. Yeah, you can nothing. catch us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, any of your podcast. Well, I won't say any, but at least 99% of the podcast platforms we are available to listen and stream. So share it, put it out there. We've seen an upsurge of podcast listeners um, and viewers are starting to move up a little bit. So thank you Yay. to those who are sharing and listening and Drop us a line if you want to hear something not movie related. You want to hear Scott and Dave talk about um, the finer points of celery gardening. I don't know. Anything. We will. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about celery gardening. I don't either. But we will learn just to talk I about I will read a book. <laughs> I will figure it out. I will read something about celery gardening. Yes. Yeah. I will uh, so whatever, um, you know, if, if you just got a movie to suggest please do we had a great response from uh we've had one movie suggested great movie so please send your ideas to us if you want to hear our take on it um yeah. you know so we enjoy watching movies in general uh we're trying yeah. to stick with a certain range of movie from the time movies were first invented back in the silent era all the way up into the late 80s, early 90s. We've had a couple of early 90s. And, and we've occasionally jumped into the 2010s. Um, but, but for the most part, we like to keep it in the 80s. So if you see something or know of something that was done in the 80s that's like one of your favorite movies, but maybe not really popular, let us know. I'd like to watch yeah, it. Absolutely. I'll watch anything. Because we, <laughs> we pretty much just throw a dart at the Tubi and find out what the hell we're going to watch. <laughs> Tubi. Uh, <laughs> Tubi has become our favorite spot to go for movies. I will agree. There's so much different stuff on there. Like, if you go to HBO Max, you're going to get Warner Brothers movies. Yeah. If you go to uh, Disney Plus, you're getting Disney movies. If you go to Tubi and you just type in you're getting something random, you're getting a ton of different movies. I mean, for every, they have commercials. But they're they're actually pretty good. They, they yeah. do a really good job on editing everything. 
the commercials aren't all that bad. The commercial breaks breaks aren't horrible. So it, it's pretty yeah. good. So until next week, we when we return with uh, some crazy sci-fi. Catch you later. Cheers.